Spend my money, but my money ain't it funny? Sims, Fendrick, they're my buddies. I want to hang out with the bunny. <laughs> the What's, bunny? Because it's like the beat dropping, and I'm trying to get my little Wayne on. Thursday. Which, Thursday. How was that? Have Thursday. you listened to that yet? Oh, I've heard the few the album many times. It, the yeah. whole album? Yeah, listened to it a few times. You liked it? I uh, I appreciate Lil Wayne because right. he can go on like two minute things where he'll be like in the sky, and he'll do like I like twenty different ways. Yeah. Uh, I think he's got... A, the first time I heard it, I was like, album of the year. Right. I think it's good. Okay. I think it's good. You're not, like, in love with it. The fact that he went at Eli... Did you see that? I did. I was very I upset that we yesterday. didn't talk about that. The fact that Eli's like, you know, I don't really listen to Lil Wayne. Like, completely throwaway comment. And Lil Wayne was like, Eli, how dare you disrespect me? See, it's the most it's unlikely cool. rivalry... Of the NFL season. Well, who would have picked Eli Manning versus Lil Wayne? Right? I can't wait until Takashi69 gets Eli in the booth and they put together like a, an a attack, distract. a distract towards Lil Wayne. You don't do that down in the Fifth Ward. Okay? You do not. You, you don't do, not. do that. It's not the Fifth Ward in New Orleans, isn't that? Ninth Houston? Ward. Ninth Ward. Yeah. So, Sims, yes. let's start off here. Uh, yes. Before we get into the money that we made last week. Or, or lost. lost. Or lost. <laughs> Before we get into our picks. All right. How do you feel right now about the process of picking games? Where is your mindset? <laughs> You're such a jerk. I feel like I don't have enough time to actually pick games in my life, okay? Like, it's hard. My life is jam-packed right now. You know this, okay? Wanted so, to get your excuse out of the I way. I feel like I'm good this week, though. I put preparation wow. in. Yeah. And what does that mean? It means I locked myself away and got away from fucking people like you, and I got Great. to concentrate a little. I wanted to spruce you up. I yeah. have a positive to battle that negative. Okay. If you haven't seen the Tariq Cohen bar mitzvah yet, you're missing it out. A lot of people have been enjoying it. I just got a text from a number that I don't recognize. Mm. Are you ready? Yes. Hey, Adam, it's Ian Eagle. <laughs> you and Chris have done some terrific and funny, he cursed, yeah. shit through the years. This Tariq Cohen video may take the kit, may take the cake or latka. Keep it up, bud. See you soon. <laughs> Unbelievable. Awesome. Iron Eagle. That's pretty awesome. Unbelievable. He didn't, one of the, one, one of the, he didn't text me. Yeah, what's that about? Well, I text with his son, Noah, yes, who right. interned here, who's it's amazing. the Syracuse people. Right. And I'm, it's the Syracuse Mafia. All right. And you're going to text. I, uh, yeah, let me do it right you're now. Text him back and go, hey, I just put you on blast on a podcast. You're the man. Are you okay with you're that? You're the man. Go Q's. <laughs> you're the man. Go. You're the man. Tariq is a mensch. Oy vey. Oy vey. Oy vey Sims says, thanks. Yeah, hello. What's up? Sims says, I love Ian. Thanks. Hello. And what up? Your son is the man. Yeah, he's such a good dude. This is a really good podcast that's content. That's cool. Here. Good content. Yeah, good, time. Yeah. good job, Lefko. No, but I mean, like, that's top three pay play-by-play -play guy in the world. I would agree with that. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Right? I think so. Like, if Ian Eagle was there instead of Joe Tessator... Better broadcast. But CBS ain't going to let him go. No. No. I, but I agree with you there. 100%, right? 100%. Yes. Like, I know Phil agrees. Okay, we're doing too much broadcasting talk. <laughs> Let's get to the bank, Let's Fendrick. Let's get to the bank. All right, guys. Last week. Probably should have read that. In case you haven't heard, Lefko, you went, uh, you had a pretty good week. You went 10 and 5. 10 and 5. Unfortunately, 
those five losses, four of them were your left oh. goal lock. So, as far as the public knows, Ooh. your week was terrible. Let's go, Shitbirds! Sims, six and nine last week. Whoa! <laughs> nice. So, overall, uh, Sims, you lost $300. Shitty hitter. Left go, you made 140 bleacher bucks. Damn, 10 and 4, and you only made 140. Yeah, so, the bank accounts heading into Should week have bet six of the NFL season. The Patriots. Sims, you are sitting at negative 1,460 bleacher bucks. Right. You know what? You get every pick right this week. You're right even. back in it. Back in it. And, I just uh, want to get into minus below a thousand minus. Let's go. You are there. at minus three fifty, which bucks. upsets me because what I realized was, right. if I bet a hundred on every game last week, yep. I would be above zero. I think I should start working for Vegas. That's what, oh, if you bet a hundred on every game, you'd be above. Because my yeah. my record was so right, good, right. but I put more. But you got cocky. All right, so wait, why do you have to you work for Vegas? You got cocky. <laughs> oh, there goes Josh writing. Why should you have worked for Vegas? That was rounders. Um, my scores this week, I was all over the spreads. Okay. I have like five pushes. Oh, and you're... Yeah, like you know how I always say like this week I sat down and I was like, you know what? I am not going to like overanalyze. I'm going to talk about the matchups in my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I like about Sims is feeling real cocky. No, right I'm now. not feeling cocky, but I just said then I picked the scores and then I then I type in my scores into his crappy spreadsheet that he yep. can't ever seem to send correctly on a yep. weekly basis. It's all and my fault. And then as I'm typing them in, I said, "Damn, I was all over it." Uh, yeah, but my uh, Ian said, Eagle says, "Give Chris my best." He's killing it on Saturdays with the Notre Dame, and he used a Notre Dame emoji and in the AM with a microphone. All right, so are we ready to start picking games here? Are we? Thursday night football, first matchup of the week. Oh wait, seriously though? Yeah, I need somebody to go get me Chipotle for the ride out today. Okay, it's probably going to be me, but we'll figure it out. What? Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right. Left goes Eagles. Sims is Giants Thursday night football. Spread for this game, guys. Philadelphia minus three. Left go. We'll start with you first. By the way, I had a, th- a thought. I was having a conversation with my friend Dan. Carson Wentz does not throw a good screen pass. And I think the reason is because he's too honest. And I think quarterbacks that are more deceiving and are liars, like Donovan Nab threw a great screen pass. <laughs> Because it's selling. You're lying to the defense. Right. I think liars throw better screen passes than Carson Wentz is too honest. Left go, your breakdown. That's the game. stuff that we and my friends talk about. It's deep dive. Uh, injuries. Darren Sproles out. Haloti Nada out. Safety Corey Graham out. Corey Clement is playing. Just came down today. Lane Johnson is on the injury report. Yeah. I don't need to tell you. The Eagles without Lane Johnson have one of the worst records in the NFL. Also, Holly Puli Vati Vaitai. Backs up Jason Peters and Lane Johnson. Very good. The scary thing is, there's no guarantee Jason Peters is going to play the entire the whole game. game. I know. It's even scary when you think about the Giants injuries. Olivier Vernon is making his season debut. Right. So here comes the pass rusher again, though. We don't know what he's going to be. The Giants, though, have an injury problem right now at tight end. Evan Ingram's out. Rhett Ellison is questionable. He didn't. He was limited in practice Tuesday and Wednesday. It's a valuable part of that Pat Shermer offense. Here, I am going to be going with yeah. the Giants plus three. I'm not fucking... Let's go, Giants. You should do that, Lefko. And I am going with $10 because I'm not putting substantial money on this. Trends. Here is why I am wrong. Philadelphia, 8-2 and two in their last 10 straight up, 6-4 and four against the spread. Since Wentz's rookie year, 
This is how bad the Eagles have been. This is why I'm right. They're two and six against the spread as a as a road favorite, right. which is third worst in the NFL. And in their last seven regular season games, they're one and six against the spread. By the way, when I said Philadelphia was eight and two in their last ten, that's just against the Giants. They've owned this rivalry. Yes. I see this being an absolute dogfight. Yeah. And I think it's going to be close either way. And I'm getting a home team plus three. This is a bet. I still think the Eagles might win this game. I think. This is a dogfight. What really scares me, too, it's going to be rainy. It's going to be wet. The Eagles don't have anybody that if a guy falls down can go the distance. The Giants have two and a half. Right. Sterling Shepard is the half. I don't think anyone on the Eagle like I think Nelson. But I think that's a good thing for the Eagles if it's rainy. You it's do. It's going to make Odell slower. It's going to make everybody slower. I it's thought gonna... they throw a screen to him, and he makes one guy miss, and it's Odell to the race. Yeah. I just it's, it's field turf. Too, I am so very afraid deal. of Elaine Johnson less Eagles. Yes, but I think Nelson Aguilar has a big game, and I think Carson Wentz has a big game. That's my breakdown. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, I, I, I'm with you in this that I feel like it's going to be an extremely close football game. I still think that the Philadelphia Eagles are the better overall team in this matchup, and the Giants are home. And the Giants' defense. I, I am worried about the Lane Johnson thing. Certainly, Giants are home. Um. But the Eagles just had to get on a bus, like I told you before we got here. So it's different travel. Okay, we get in the car at 4 o'clock. They get on the bus at 4 o'clock. They're at their hotel here in the New York area by 5.45. So it's a little different that way, a little easier. Um, Good good analysis. I I never heard that. I mean, I just think about little things like that. You know, the Giants have shown to be a little susceptible to the run. I do think that your Eagles team has capabilities to run the football better than they have. Corey Clement back is big for me, but either way, even with him being back, Doug Peterson just has to be more patient with it. There's more there to be had in the run game on a weekly basis. And I do think they can take something away from there. The other side of the ball, hey, um, I worry about one thing, Giants versus Eagles, offense to defense. And it's kind of what you just talked about. I just worry about Jalen Mills in some sort of situation with Odell or Sterling Shepard and, oh, okay, they blitz, and he runs a slant route, and Jalen misses the tackle, and that's 70 you yards You are who you are. Right. And Jim Schwartz plus Jalen Mills and Man. Darby equals guaranteed one or two headaches every week. I would think this is the week that he finally gets scared, though, and goes, okay, okay, it's one thing to leave him against Thielen man-to-man, but I don't know what voice I'm even doing there. Yeah, it's interesting. But, that was like Chicago. But it's one thing to leave him, but Odell's a different animal to where I think – I'm hoping they're going to put Sidney Jones outside. That's what I would like them to do. Yeah, But, okay, to get down to it, your pick. I am picking the Eagles to win the football game 23-20. to And since, since there's one Eagles fan here... That's a push. It's me. So who are you going with? I'm going with the Eagles for $50. So 23-20. to 20. Yes. This I is... could see that. You nailed the... You nailed Nas... What? <laughs> you nailed last Thursday. I could see it. I was close, yep. All right, guys. Next game here... And you did how much? 100? 50. 50. 50. Moving on to Sunday. <laughs> I got some surprises so we, for you. We got no money on this game tonight, so I'm okay. First game of the 1 o'clock slate on Sunday here, guys. One of my favorite games of the weekend. The 2-2 two two, Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road facing the 1-4 Atlanta Falcons. I know the Falcons play indoors, 79 degrees in Atlanta. If you guys want to factor the temperature in, Sims, we're going to start with you. Well, okay. I mean, it's the battle of the crappy defenses, okay? And then it's two explosive offenses. Uh, I think I'll make this simple. I'm scared to death of both defenses, obviously. Both offenses have huge advantages. Um, I think of the 
Atlanta offense being a little bit more well-rounded with their ability to run the football. I'm not, sure. you know, um, I, I, listen, I'm just going to make this simple. At the end of the day, Atlanta's at home, and I just trust Matt Ryan more than I do Jameis Winston, who's only had a half of football to this point. So I'm just going to tell you there. I'm going $50 on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. $50. But I picked the score to be 34-31. Falcons Such an Atlanta-Tampa Bay score. Something like that. So, yes, the half a point. Gives me the $50 bet to the Bucks. Here are the injuries. Devontae Freeman is not expected to play. Grady Jarrett. And Colder saying Devontae now? Something. That's why we traded him in fantasy. He's, he's got to that up. point of his career where yes. he's a smaller running back. He's taking he's, a lot of pounding. He's taking the he's taking the side effects right now. I like now. Tevin Coleman, though, I so, it's, so I'm not too worried. Yeah. Grady Jarrett also missed practice. I think that's a huge injury, too. It is. Tampa is coming off of a bye. Yeah. O.J. Howard still coming back from the sprain MCL. DeMar Dobson, the right tackle, limited in practice. But Bo Allen is back, so they get another big guy on okay. the D-line. Yep. I am going $100 on Tampa Bay Woo! plus three and a half. And boy, was I close to going more. And I might lock this, to be honest. Uh, here's why. Here's why I'm wrong. Atlanta, 3-0 and in their last three against Tampa Bay. And against that Mike Smith defense, they're averaging 33.7 points per game. Quick note, Ryan Fitzpatrick played in two of those last three games. Another reason I'm wrong. Atlanta versus the NFC South at home, 4-1 and straight up. And against the spread, another reason why I'm wrong. Tampa in their last 12 road games, 2-10. and But again, Fitzpatrick played a lot of those games. Here's why I'm right. Tampa against the spread against Atlanta the last six, and this includes Fitzpatrick and Winston, four and two against the spread. It's been closer than Vegas has thought. I love that half point. That half point makes four me and very two happy. Versus what? what was it? Against the spread yeah, against okay. Atlanta. Gotcha. But here's the, my main point. Yeah. Jameis Winston against the Falcons. Uh, I'm afraid typically good. a team's after a bye. But if there's one team that needed a bye... It was the Buccaneers. Yep. Get some guys healthy. Get him in there. And what we saw out of Jameis in the preseason, probably the best he's looked in a very long time. Best, so yeah. I'm not going to put too much on the Bears in that second half. Jameis Winston, the last three times Jameis has faced Atlanta, three games, 841 yards, 10 touchdowns, one interception, an average quarterback rating of 101.9, and that was with. Deion Jones, right. Keon O'Neal, and Grady Jarrett. Just in case you want to know where those games were. Two were in Tampa. One was in Atlanta. Sure. But Adam, was the one in Atlanta a bad one? It wasn't. 23 of 32, 281 yards, four touchdowns, one interception, and they won. That was towards the end of last year, right? It was the first game of the year. Oh, it was the first one. 31 to 24. You gotcha. know what? It's the first game of Jameis's year. Yeah. I really like Tampa, and I also go... Of course, people are going to think they're low right now. They looked awful in that last game. Mm -hmm. People were making fun of them. Then the bye week, Atlanta's coming home. And what did you just say last week? Whoever loses that game, Atlanta-Pittsburgh, yeah. is done. Yeah. Sometimes you come off a loss and you're ready to go, which I think is what's going to happen with Miami this week. Sometimes you come off a loss and you're like, damn, we're not that good. I yeah. think that's what happened to Atlanta. Yeah, it could be. I know. I, I thought about that, too, that a part of the emotion. I really like that game. Both of these teams are going to be disappointed with their last showing, regardless. Yes. And I don't think the Falcons are going to go, oh, we're done yet. So that's kind of why I gave them the edge. But I don't feel good about that. No, and I that's also think that Mike... Uh, you bet 100? 100. Okay. 100. All right, guys. Next game on the 1 o'clock slate here, the 3-1 and one Carolina Panthers on the road to visit Washington at 2-2. Two and two. 
62 is the high in Washington on Sunday. Partly cloudy. Spread in this game is Washington minus one. Uh, Lefko, we're going to start with no you. Hurricane, uh, no hurricane in Washington that's this good. weekend. Uh, okay, injuries. Greg Olson is limited in practice. We're going to see him back soon, which is pretty incredible. Yep. Kawan Short did miss practice on Wednesday, and Ryan Khalil, after he left the game against the Giants, is fine. He is playing. Washington, holy crap, they're banged up. Adrian Peterson, Chris Thompson, limited in practice. Paul Richardson, Jamison Crowder, Josh Doxson all miss practice. Gosh, what's, what's Thompson's issue? Doxson? Thompson. Thompson, sorry. Thompson. Yeah. Uh, rib and a knee. Oof. He just got destroyed on that two-point conversion at the end of the game. So Washington's banged up Mm. and coming on a short week. Also, Thomas Davis is back. Right. He is back. This one, I'm afraid because of Vegas. I am putting $100 on Carolina plus one. I couldn't believe that Carolina... I couldn't believe that Carolina was the underdog. Right. And that's why I'm getting scared. It seems like a setup. Here's why I'm wrong. Washington is 4-1 and one at home against the spread in their last five games. Here's why I'm right. Cam Newton has never lost against, you, against Washington. 4-0 straight up, 4-0 against the spread. As an underdog in their last eight, Carolina is 5-3 and three straight up. Like, when they're underdogs, they win more often than they lose, which is incredible. And under Jay Gruden, Washington is 2-4 and four after they play on Monday Night Football. So he's not great after a short week. Right. But what scares me, and the reason I'm not pounding this, and the reason I'm not making it a lock, is almost all of the money currently in Vegas is going on Carolina, and the line's not changing. Mm. So I don't know what... I don't know what's happening in Vegas. And sometimes when a line looks really fishy to me, I get scared of it. Yeah, I get And like, that's what I was surprised to see that too. Right. Like, I looked at that and goes, I thought it would be Carolina minus three. Right. Like, they're coming off a big win and and they look like one of the better teams in the NFL. And Washington got destroyed. But there's something about public embarrassment. And look, Washington, after they got embarrassed to the Colts, came back and beat the Packers at home. So there's a little bit of a track record there. It scares me, but I'm still putting 100 on Carolina because I think they're the better team. Yeah. They and Thomas the- Davis is back. Right. And my hope was they weren't going to have a letdown because when Thomas Davis walks back into the facility, he's like a, a centering force. Not, that's not a word. He's a centering force. Centering. That's my last thing. Yeah. Uh, I, it, I, this game scares me. It, it, it does scare me, too. Um, I'm with you, I think, in the overall fact that I do think the Panthers are the better football team. Uh Okay, I'm just going to get right into mine, and then I'll give you my reasons why. I'm picking the Redskins to win the game, 24-23. Wow. One, it was a one-pointer. And Another then I looked push. at the spread, and I went, damn, they're favored by a point. So you do see Washington. What? So, Explain that. Yeah, I know. So I'm not going to overreact to the other night. The defense did good things until they had it committed a personal foul on a third down sack, and the guy pushed him. They that extended was so three dumb. drives with penalties. Right. And then they busted three coverages. I'm putting my faith that Redskins are smart enough to go, okay, we can fix these issues, nor is the Carolina attack, which I value and like, it's not on the level of the New Orleans Saints. I just think the Redskins match up well with them. Explain. Well, I think with Washington, I mean, Carolina's defense, they want to overpower you up front. They're not necessarily going to play a ton of man-to-man on the back end. You're not going to overpower the Redskins' offensive line. And also, we've seen... 
teams that are very good at maintaining a pocket and throwing quick short passes, having success against Carolina. We saw it last and week, and that's what Alex Smith wants to do. And exactly right. And we oh, saw that's Eli, a very good point. And we saw Eli do it last week too. So that's where that, I saw that, and I just said, "Man, Eli had a clean pocket throughout most of the game, and because they don't get up and play those aggressive, you know, coverages and things like that, that slants and under routes and things like that are there to be had. I got to think, of course, they're going to be extremely pissed off with their performance. This is one of the worst performances of the season by any team. By any team and and then I flip it over and you know why I like this Carolina this Carolina uh, offense and what they do um, I still their their run game is pretty legit but this this Redskins defense is good and I worry about Carolina's tackles and pass protection still you know the Giants couldn't expose it because they don't have a great pass rusher do I think the Redskins can you know, I think Kerrigan, Preston Smith, Ryan Anderson, there's enough there to at least cause a few issues every now and then. And I'm going to put in my faith in a Greg Minuski that he will get things right on the back end of the secondary yeah. and they win a motivated, really close football game, $50 on the skins. Yeah, I guess the reason that I'm feeling a little bit more confident now I think about it with the Panthers is just... The Giants, though, have Saquon, who can take something and make mm-hmm. more of it. Yeah. And Odell, that can take something and make more of it. And they did get a touchdown off of a wide receiver pass. The Washington doesn't have any of those no, guys right now. not like right that, now. right. And, and Jordan Chris Reed... Chris Thompson was, thing is, could be a big deal. Huge. And yes. Jordan Reed looked, was a non-factor. So that's my issue yeah, with him. Yeah, I hear you. So you went 50, 50 on Washington. 50 on Washington. Yeah, but that's why that game scares me. Because... Washington is a sound team. Yeah. And Carolina waits for you to make a mistake right. to pound you. Right. And I haven't seen we haven't seen mistakes like the Redskins did in coverage all year. Except what do you for those think three Josh plays? Norman, after being embarrassed and pulled against his former Ooh. team, do he they is, attack him? Yeah, there he's gonna be on his A game. This I'd week. like to see DJ Moore lined up one on one and then. Yeah, that, that, that was my other that. thing with that game. I need to see another game of how they're gonna use Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore before I jump on to go, it's grow it looked good. Holy yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I mean if Curtis Samuel can do what he did, jeez. Oh man. All right, guys, we're going across the pond here for our next to game London. to London, the two and three Seattle Seahawks at Wembley Stadium taking on the one and four Oakland Raiders. Spread in this game, Seattle minus three. Sims, we'll start with you. Okay, um, how do I want to start this? All right, so if I go with Seattle's Seattle's offense, you first. want to go injuries first before yeah, you go. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Okay. I like that. Uh, KJ Wright is going to be out. It looks like Rasheem Green missed Wednesday's practice again. This is going to be tough for us because everyone's going to know the real injuries. Because if you're injured, you're not making the trip. So yeah. everyone's going to know Friday or Saturday, like Kalechi Osemele. All of a sudden, suddenly on there, missed Wednesday's practice. If he doesn't travel, yeah. it's fucking big. Right. Uh, and Carl's Joseph is back. Okay. So that's the injuries. Okay. Yeah, and that's a big deal. Assembly, I mean, Feliciano is not as good as Assembly in the interior part of that, that line either way. All right. Um, I guess I would break the game down this way. The Oakland Raiders defense, it's not good. We know that, okay? There's a lot of issues there. They don't have a pass rush for one. That's one issue. And... Uh, I'm going to just make sure, and they can't stop the run. And I don't know if they're the last, but they're towards the bottom of football. One thing I know, and I, we talked about it a little on our Wednesday, our Thursday podcast, is the Seattle can run the football. This, this is not just a fluke. They have it going, and they have the right personnel to go along with what they want to do on the line. So I think they're going to be able to run the football. Um, yeah, okay, the, the passing attack for the Seattle Seahawks is not like – wowing, jaw-dropping, but they're capable of being aggressive and making big plays. And we saw that 
last week against the Rams. Yes. We've seen it really whenever they had to have kind of step on the gas. They've been able to do that throughout the year. Seahawks shut down the Bears when they were trying to get back into this that game. Ex- a exactly of right. So Dallas, I, right, right. So and those are good defenses. Biggest thing is I do think Russell Wilson's going to be ha- be able to have his way. One because there's not great cover corners on the Raiders, and two, what I always go back to with guys like Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers when you don't have anybody like freakishly good on your D line that's athletic. I just think it's a game where he's going to be able to scramble around and do whatever he wants at times whenever they need a big play. Now, the other side of it, the Seattle Seahawks defense is not good either. And don't be fooled by their rank or whatever they are. They've only played, in my eyes, like one legit offense so far. That was the Rams. And they scored 33 points, and they got lucky to get an interception at the one-yard line and had a few other things that broke their way. I do think the Raiders are going to be able to move the football. The Raiders' big dick's biggest deal is, can they score touchdowns? Can they score points? Did I say something? I thought you said big dick. Oh, I didn't. It's okay. Biggest big deal. deal. I was big like, dick. biggest yeah. deal. Yeah, okay. I promise you I wasn't trying to say that if I did. Um, so I think You're with picked. that, the end of the day, I am going with the team that I just trust a little bit more. I'm pitting $50 on the Seattle Seahawks. But once again, I have put... I have picked a push, and I picked them to win twenty-seven to twenty-four. Mm. But I'm going with I'm going with the team that I. What's the over/under in that game? Mm. Stand by, Ghost Rider. The reason I ask is yeah. because in London, if you guys want to start your days off great, I don't. Is this one of those it's, morning games? It's a one o'clock game it, on the East Coast. It's a one. Oh, it's, it's six o'clock. Give me that. Time. T- give me that in ten it o'clock nice. game. I love that. I know. What is it, Josh? I'm looking it up. Okay. Because five of the last six games in London have hit the over. Ah. which is So this is going to be a high-scoring game, and this fits the profile yeah. of it. 48. 48. Take the over. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, so I 24, have 51, 24? right. 56% yeah. of the public is on the over. Yeah. Well, the over usually gets bet more because who is a loser and bets the under? Weirdos. Uh, I, I am usually, putting. I usually bet the under. <laughs> exactly. I am putting hundred and forty-five dollars on the Seattle Seahawks. One forty-five. I am. Uh, here's the deal: in all of the games played in London, the favorite is fifteen-five and one against the spread, thirteen and eight. Last five years after a loss, Seattle is sixteen-nine and one against the spread. In their last twenty games against the NFC, Oakland is five and fifteen. Five and fifteen against the NFC. Wow! Now Seattle's never played in London before, right? Oakland has in 2014, and I, that does matter to me because I want to see if a lot of guys made the trip. Sure. Derek Carr got hurt in that game, mm. and the only other player that's currently on the Raiders that made the trip, Gabe Jackson. He's the only guy that played. So there's not a lot of crossover, right? But then I I sat down and went, well, what's going to be big there out there in Wembley? Special teams. Sebastian Janikowski revenge game. I picked him up on my fantasy league. I'm seeing four or five field goals from Sebastian. I think he's just going to hammer that home. You better hope he didn't go to the pub too many times. It's also a Marshawn Lynch revenge game. Yeah. I think that Seattle is a more buttoned-up franchise, and I think when you're traveling across to London, all of those things matter. If the Raiders don't have the money to pay Khalil Mack, they're probably staying at Nakano Lodge in London, whereas Seattle is ready to go. Michael Dixon's going to be in his soccer-playing roots. He's going to be putting all over the field. And at the end of the day, I just thought, it's Russell Wilson against the Raiders' defense. With no pass rush. Yes. Russell Wilson with time. Yeah. 
haven't even seen it. Yeah, right. I mean, you could talk about Seattle not having played an offense, yeah. but think about the defenses that Seattle's faced. Von Miller. Oh, I know. You're right. Dallas's. Right. The L.A. Rams. Yes. This is going to feel like a vacation. You're right. And I see Tyler Lockett yeah. getting a few opportunities deep because the Raiders always have a miscommunication in the back. Always. Seattle is pound and then take a shot. Yep. That's like the best way to beat the Raiders. Pound and then take a shot. I like Seattle and I like them winning by like 17. Yeah, good for you. All right, guys, next I game. I wanted here. to go Seattle. I just, oh, London scared me. That's really just. Yeah, but you know what? London used to scare me and then it was the better team steamrolls in London. Right. You know? Or Jacksonville. Because Jacksonville's made that trip so many times. Like, when the, just heads up, when the Eagles play Jacksonville and London, I'm picking Jacksonville, yeah. just so everybody knows. Right. You pick against the Eagles every week. Yeah, sometimes. Next game here on the 1 o'clock slate, guys. The Indianapolis Colts visiting the New York Jets. We're going to start this game off by returning Lefko's $20 bill oh, from last damn. week. Lefko, here you go. Have you been to the ATM yet? Nope, you got I'm your not. cash. Let Do you have a 20 on I you? Have. Let me just see what I Hold have. Hold that up. happens when you bet against Lefko. Just to remind everyone on the week five Damn, betting I show. I wow. have two singles. You want them now? I don't want your two singles. Okay. I'll, we have to wait till, uh put it on my dab. Lefko wow. picked the Jets minus one last week against the Broncos. Uh, Sims picked Denver. And they put twenty dollars of real money on it. All right, let the loser go first. Uh, Spread in this game is Jets minus two and a half. Chris, you're up first. Here are the injuries. Yes, eleven Colts missed practice on Wednesday. Ty Hilton and Jack Doyle are already out. Ebron is falling apart. His injuries are shin, quad, ankle, and knee. So pretty much anything below the navel. Darius Leonard, ankle, should play. He's okay. expected to play. That's good. But two guys that are that practiced in full, Costanzo the tackle and Marlon Mack. Haven't seen those guys in about two, three weeks. Right. Seven Jets mispracticed. Isaiah Crowell is expected to play. Tremaine Johnson has a quad. Buster Screen had a concussion. They are truly questionable. Right. So that's two guys in the secondary. Where are you going? Okay, so very even matchup. Very. It really is. Um, I guess I would start here. If I'm going to talk about the Colts offense, the Colts offense is one-dimensional to me, which I think is scary against Todd Bowles' defense. Uh, Todd Bowles gets in trouble when he tries to defend the run. And he worries about, mm. I have to stop the run. And then he becomes susceptible to the pass game. And that scares me a little bit. I feel like that's what happened in the Browns game. It's what happened in the Jaguars game. It was, oh, I got to stop these offensive lines. And then Baker Mayfield and Bortles kind of tore them apart with some easy passes, some good passes, either way. So I always worry about when a team's one-dimensional against Todd Bowles. Uh, Andrew Luck, we know he's capable of making magic. With T.Y. Hilton, I know he's done, without T.Y. Hilton or Eric Ebron, he's still going to be able to keep this game close. Yes. I do trust that. Now, if I flip it over to the other side, you know, the Colts defense, they play hard, they're sound, they don't have great man-to-man cover corners on the outside, and I think they're going to have a little some issues with stopping the Jets' run game. I think the Jets have kind of found their niche in the run game to a degree. They, like Seattle, have some big hulking offensive linemen, and a pass game that's not special to me but I think it's got chances in this matchup against the Indianapolis Colts this game to me is a very flip the coin type of football game and I am going to take just want to make sure I got this right I am taking the Jets to win this football game 19 to 16 how much money that's a cover dollars 
Yes, $50. All right, I'd like to comment that Sims has only bet $250 thus far, which He's means there's a lot on every game. of money coming every game out. So Very far. interesting. Lefko, your breakdown. Okay, my breakdown. I am going to be putting $100 on the Colts, Ooh. plus two and a half. Here's why I'm wrong. <laughs> Calm down. I know it's Shaq, too, little horsey. Calm down. Whoa. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you for listening. The Jets are the NFL's best team covering at home since last year. Wow. Nine and two against the spread, six and five straight up. Okay. They were an underdog in a lot of games yeah. last year. Yeah. Here's why I'm right. Colts are three and one against the spread in their last four away games. That was Washington. The one loss was the Patriots. And they covered against the Eagles. They covered against the Eagles, right. Last three games. I went and added this up myself. Yeah. I, if I'm betting this game and you want to bet like in real time, take Jets in the first half, Colts in the second half. Colts have scored 20 points in the last three games in the first half, 51 in the second half. Jets' defense this year has faced Case Keenum, Blake Bortles, and a Tyrod Baker combination in their last three. This is by far the best quarterback that they've faced. Yes, The Colts are coming off an embarrassing loss 10 days ago. They're finally getting a little bit of rest. They're finally going to come back. Also, I like betting on Andrew Luck. I hear that. Especially if Tremaine Johnson and Buster Screen are out, and I got Andrew Luck in a hurry up. All those big guys up front are not going to matter. It's Naheem Hines. It's Jordan Wilkins. It's all those other receivers with quick throws. Right. I look at this game, and I think really good teams win back-to-back games. I don't think the Jets are a really good team. Mm-hmm. I think the Jets are in your 6-10, and 10, maybe 7-9, and nine, and those are teams that when they win, they lose. That's the kind of franchise. That's where they are right now in this rebuild. Right. And also, I looked and I said, you know what? I'm not going to fall into this, the Jets have found their running thing. This is how the Jets have done in rushing yards every game this year, starting from week one. Tell me if you see a trend. This is net yards rushing. 169, 42. Mm -hmm. 107, 34. 323. They're an up-and-down team. Yeah. They, they're all over the place. I just see the Colts coming back and, and, and surprising it. I, I, I what, want, how much money did you go? Just 100. 100. Okay. 100. I got $100 in the Colts. Right. Would you fart outside? Yeah. What is uh, is Jermaine Johnson, what is it? He's questionable. He's questionable. He missed practice. Right. So he's but just him, still dealing with a concussion thing, right? No, that was Buster Screen. Tremaine has a quad. He has a quad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All Hit right, guys. Quad. Ready to move on Hit here? Quad. Yeah, go ahead. You good with that? All right. Next game, 1 o'clock slate. Arizona Cardinals, 1-4 on the road visiting. Also, the reason I took the Colts is like everything in my power. Chipotle is oh, here. Taylor, you're the man. I love you. Everything Thanks, my, dude. When I first looked, I was like, Jets? Definitely. And then I went. Oh, no, it's not definitely. Yes. I mean, the Andrew Luck factor almost made me pick them outright, and I don't think they're the better team. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's very tough. That's why I'm betting $50. I just don't trust it. Next game here, guys. Arizona Cardinals one and four on the road visiting the two two and one Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are a ten and a half point favorite at home. Lefko, we'll start with you. All right, Arizona is banged up, missing practice Wednesday and never being healthy. Larry Fitzgerald, uh, also Trey Boston, Robert Kim Dietschy. You know who else missed practice for the Cardinals? 
Three offensive linemen. Damn. Andre Smith, Mike Ayupati, DJ Humphreys. Remember, we saw Ayupati get taken off. Right. Andre Smith's been banged up all year, and so is DJ Humphreys. Missing practice for Minnesota. Starting right tackle Riley Reef and Andrew Sandejo. It's a groin injury. That okay. scares me a lot. Yep. Dalvin Cook, limited in practice. Trey Waynes is officially back. I will be putting. Oh, also, one more thing. Let me yeah. see if I can find this. Please, let me hear it. Thanks for getting the Chipotle, dude. No problem. Big, big help. Yep. Big help. Whatever you need. Where? Okay, here it is. Uh, all right, it's going to come up in a different game, but... Oh, here it is. This is the eighth game this year where there's a team in the NFL favored by nine or more. The favorites in those are four and three straight up. Two and five against the spread. Right. So all the teams that have had huge favorites, and Minnesota is one of those against Buffalo, right. have not been great. Right. I am still putting $100 on Minnesota yeah. here. Um, Minnesota is seven and three... At- Minnesota. (laughs) Hello, Minnesota Vikings fans. I know you're gun shy, but I want you to know that this week is different. This isn't Buffalo. This is Arizona. And Arizona... Cardinal. The Cardinals, since moving to Arizona in 1988, have never won in Minnesota. Mm. It's a lot like the Falcons in Pittsburgh. They're 0-8 in Minnesota. They're 2-6 against the spread. And in their last 10 home games, Minnesota is 7-3 against the spread, 8-2 straight up. I thought about this game. The one thing about Josh Rosen, the man likes to take shots. I didn't like their offense as a whole last week. And if San Francisco could not make mistakes and C.J. Beathard wasn't having fumbles and throwing weird picks, San Francisco could have won that game. And San Francisco has no right to even be in a game. I will give credit to Arizona. They have a good defense. Their defense has done pretty well other than that Rams blowout. They've really kept some teams in front of them. They've had some success. But... I think this is a game where, a lot like I'm going to talk about Buffalo later, where Arizona's coming off a win, and they're going to Minnesota, and Minnesota's not going to get fooled. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, I'm going to punch you Fool me, can't fool me again. Can't fool me again. So I'm going Minnesota. Even though it's a really big line, I just, I think Minnesota's defense, I think Rosen throws a few picks. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's, there's, uh, let's see, how do I want to start with this? I guess I would start with the Cardinals offense. I'll start there. The Cardinals offense versus the Vikings defense. Yeah, I don't like the matchup. It's it's big trouble. There's no way. I just would be absolutely shocked if the Cardinals can move the ball consistently. Yeah, maybe they do make some big shots, something like that. I think it's the only way I can see that happening. Okay, but yes. you went on a whole rant about how their wide receivers are slow There's and not nothing. twitchy. Exactly right. And I was like, then I don't know what they're going to do. The run game's not good. And David Johnson is relying on one play being game. beat up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So... I have no faith in Arizona's offense being able to move the ball unless some fluky things happen. I really don't. The other side of the the other side of the realm there is, you know, the Vikings. The Vikings offense it's not rolling yet. It's not perfect. I get that. But one thing I do know is Kirk Cousins is capable of making big throws in the pass game on a weekly basis. Arizona, yes, they got Patrick Peterson, but other than Chandler Jones. He's really their biggest difference maker on the front seven. I just have a hard time looking at Arizona and going, they're going to slow them down enough. I don't think this is going to be a blowout like a 34-10 type football game, 
But I just don't know how Arizona can keep pace in this type of football game. I think the Vikings win a comfortable, kind of ugly, dominant football game 24-10. to 10. I'm putting $100 on the Vikings. Oh, you're feeling pretty good about that. I'll put about $100 on it, yeah. I see this as a 27-7 to 7 win. Yeah, I could see that, too. Write that down. It's going to be right. I could see that. 27-10? You got that on the record? So you're just taking a field goal... I said 27-10. Right. I said, tw- oh, 27-10? No, 27-7. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I said 24-10. Scores? Okay. We're good. Next game here, guys. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Spread in this game is Cincinnati minus two and a half. Sims, we'll go to you first. Okay. Cincinnati-Pittsburgh. Woo! Man. Injuries. Morgan Burnett missed practice. He's missed the last three games. Vince Williams is back. Is that a big deal? It, it, for I mean, Steelers. It is, especially for the run game. That's where it's going to help them with it. It, everything, really. He's their best athletic middle linebacker right now. Bengals have been very banged up at practice. Giovanni Bernard mispracticed. Billy Price still out the starting center that they drafted. Clint Bowling is now missing practice, Gosh. too. They're starting guard with a hip injury. John Ross is back. Could be for like two quarters, though, because he'll be back out. Right. All right, go for it. Yeah, okay. So, uh, I mean, I expect this game to be extremely close. I mean, really, a one-score type football game. My biggest thing here, uh, I-, I think that both of these offenses can have their way to, to a degree. Uh, I-, I guess I would look at the Cincinnati Bengals offense and just go, I don't see how Pittsburgh's secondary – is going to slow down their passing attack. I really don't. I think that it's a diverse enough attack. Andy Dalton's played well enough. They do enough things schematically to where I'm sold now that they're capable of making plays on a, on a consistent basis week to week. I guess Pittsburgh defense, the only way I could see them really ruining this game, you know, is if Cameron and Hayward and Tuitt, they got to destroy, they have to destroy the interior part of the Bengals offensive line throughout the game and with those injuries it's a little scary it really is that does scare me now I think if I flip it over to the other side I think Pittsburgh's been able to move the ball on the Cincinnati Bengals as well I just think Cincinnati though has more talent on that side of the ball to maybe make a stand once or twice during the game and oh we can play man-to-man and put a William Jackson on Antonio Brown in a big situation and maybe double Juju Smith in the Juju Smith Schuster in the middle uh, because of that, I think this is a close football game. I'm going with the home football team here. Wow. I'm going $50 on the Cincinnati Bengals, and I think they're going to win the game 24-21. to 21. How disrespectful wow. you are to that little Bengal cat. Don't do that. <laughs> that was great. Um, all right. I am going to be putting $145 on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Beautiful. Such random numbers Plus two and a half. I've made a chart. It's a circle. It's the circle of life. It's called the circle of the AFC North teams, not including Cleveland. Cincinnati is faster than Baltimore. We saw that. Yes. Baltimore is bigger than Pittsburgh. Right. I think Pittsburgh is stronger than Cincinnati. Bigger, stronger, faster. Here's why I'm wrong. Cincinnati this year is 4-1 and one against the spread, tied for second best in the NFL, only behind, um, I believe, the Chiefs have the per- of a perfect 5-0. and oh. Cincinnati has also, also covered five of their last six games at home. Right. They had no business covering it last week. No business, yeah. which is part of the reason why I love Pittsburgh here. 
It's the first time since 2015 that Cincinnati is favored in a game over the Steelers. Mm. Why? Because since Andy Dalton's rookie year, Cincinnati is 3-11 and against Pittsburgh. And in the last nine games, Pittsburgh against Cincinnati is 8-1 and and 7-2 and against the spread. Cincinnati always has Baltimore's number, and I think the Steelers always have Cincinnati's yeah, number. Right. And when I look at and I look at Cincinnati and I see that they're banged up, Pittsburgh is still in. We got to keep winning. Our lives are on the line. Yes, they are. Cincinnati's four and one. Their reporters have been in the locker room. What's it like to be underrated? Why is everyone sleeping on you? Now you're taking on Big Brother. By the way, when reporters tell players that another franchise is Big Brother, I don't think it's good for those players. Because then they're going to be like, yeah, they are Big Brother. So that if anything bad happens, oh, Big Brother's bashing you in the face. This Le'Veon stuff, I think James Conner's going to be running really hard. In Cincinnati, you can have some success against. And also, look, man, like they were down 17-0 to the Dolphins. Yeah. They, they let up 36 points to Atlanta, and it took a, a great drive at the end there to make it happen. They did get beat up against Carolina. You know, they haven't looked that great the last few weeks. Yeah. So I look at Pittsburgh. I just think they're the better team. And I, I thought that this was going to be Pittsburgh minus. Like, I really did. Like, I thought, right. I thought that they, they, they would think the public was underselling Cincinnati. I think we're getting the better football team. And I don't like, I think Andy Dalton has Baltimore's number and I think he does not have Pittsburgh. No, I mean, yeah, you can't argue that he has not had their number. I mean, the Bengals have not had the Steelers number altogether. Uh, I think our guy Juju goes off. You think Juju goes off? I think it's the underneath slant guy where I don't I don't see Antonio Brown going off as much because I think those corners are the perfect corners to match up with Antonio Brown. Right. But I think it's the Juju's and the Vance McDonald's that go off in this game. Yeah. And, and yeah. this will be an, it, this is a toss up football game. I'm going. I think the Bengals are the better football team. That's the only reason I went with it. They're home, and I just think they're slightly better. I think there's too much pressure. So it might be. might be. All right, guys, moving on here. The L.A. Chargers sitting at 3-2 and two on the road. Let me just road. ask you one question before yeah. you keep going. I only bet 50 on that. That's, that's why. Your money's on Cincinnati. <clears throat> yeah. And you're watching this game. Right. Are, when you're watching the game, do you think you're going to be happy your money's on Andy Dalton? Or do you, you're going to be like, man, I kind of wish my money was on Ben No, I, I always think of things like that. I always that's do. What, that's what I did with the Colts game. I was yeah. like, I want my money on Andrew Luck. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But I've also had those thoughts some weeks, and it doesn't come out to be for like, you know. Oh, Green I, Bay last week. I wanted Aaron Rodgers against. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. Yeah, that was special so, circumstance. But yeah, yeah. so I just, I, I don't know. I just, the, the Pittsburgh is... A little bit of a dumpster fire. I mean, they were dominating the game last week and had first and goal in the one at 13 to 10. And Big Ben threw a jump ball into triple coverage. And uh, it got picked. So I just don't trust them right now. The Bengals, like, I have a little trust factor for it. That's a crazy sentence. I know. But they've showed it to me. Even in, even in their one loss, the game was 24-21 and they had the ball late in the game. And Dalton threw a bad throw. And that's, that is the scary part. Yep. Next game here, guys. Three and two LA Chargers on the road visiting the two, two, and one Cleveland Browns. Ooh. Spread in this game, Chargers minus one. Lefko, give us the injuries, and then Chris, your breakdown first. Okay. One of my favorite games of the weekend. Injuries. Uh Jatavis Brown for the Chargers linebacker missed practice with a groin. Uh and Caleb Sturgis was limited their kicker with a quad. And I believe that they are looking at other kickers right now, uh, which is very interesting in a place where there's been a lot of kicking issues right. in Cleveland. Uh, Richard Higgins missed practice for Cleveland. Other than that, they're pretty clean. Okay. All right, so let's start there. I mean, 
I guess I would go here. The, the first thing is the Chargers offense. The Chargers offense is special. I don't, I don't think there's any way you know, around that. It, it, they can do whatever they want. Melvin you, Gordon's having an amazing an year. An amazing year. And then Phillip Rivers is also having an amazing year. And the Chargers have two losses, I know, against the two best teams in football, the Rams and the Chiefs. So I think we all have to That's take that into account. Point. So they're, I think the Chargers, because they got off. It's, it's the old week one loss that it was all, the number one game and Patrick Mahomes came out that we've written them off for the next right, seven exactly weeks. Exactly right. Like, damn. But now, I mean, let's look at what we've got here. The Chiefs I also are... want to say that they've beaten the Bills, Niners, and Raiders. Yes. So they haven't beaten anyone to give you no. confidence, and the two losses no, were confidence. I get you. And that, I, I thought they about that, They did lose too. those two games, though, by a combined 22 points. Right, right. And, I, I mean, I look at the, the game like the Buffalo Bills. It was underwhelming, underwhelming in Buffalo, but they won. The 49ers game, I don't think they played their best game there, but they found a way to win. The Raiders game last week, yeah, they won 26-10, but that game was closer than that, too. It was. I expect this game to be close. I have no faith in the Chargers' defense to this point. Uh, I do think the Browns um, are becoming a well-rounded offensive football team. You know, Baker can throw the football. We know that. I don't know if they can make huge plays in the pass game because I don't know if they have that speed-type guy. Jarvis Landry's going to catch a lot of 10- and 8-yard balls, and Joku will catch balls down the middle and all of that. Um, But I think really, at the end of the day, I have to go with the Chargers in this matchup because I just don't trust Cleveland's defense yet. Cleveland's defense lets up too many big plays. Mm. And I think when I just look at them as a whole and go, man, Cleveland's defense is 27th in football. It's 281 yards a game in the past in the past game. That's ridiculous, let alone in the in the run game, it's 116. I mean, so I think the Chargers are just going to have a little too much offense for Cleveland to keep pace in the football game. Because that, I'm going $100 on the Chargers. I expect them to win 27-21 on the road. Mm. I know, it's a tough one. Oh, love the spin move by Fendrick. Oh, he's going Browns here all the way. Chargers, charge! They're not going to forget that they lost that game there two years ago, too. Oh. Oh, will they not? (laughs) Guys, I'm so confident in the Browns this weekend that I'm feeling a little too excited. In fact, I don't got a reason why I'm wrong. Let me tell you something. Browns are 4-1 and one against the spread this year, tied for, again, the second-best line in the NFL. It's pretty damn impressive, if you might say. In the last four games the Chargers have played the Browns, they're 2-2. Two and two. This is not just a short-term thing. This is a long-term thing. Mm. By the way, this is just the eighth time in the last 10 years that the Chargers are a favorite in the Eastern time zone. Ooh. Sims, you know how they did in those games? Not good. As a favorite. Three and five, With two and six against the spread. Oh, okay, I got you. Worse against the spread. Right. They just out. They lost more than they've won as yeah. the favorite. Yeah. One of those losses, 2016 in Cleveland, right. Cleveland's only win of the season. It was their only win for a two-year spam. The Chargers are good, and then they're bad. They're great on one drive, and then they can't figure it out. They go down the field with Melvin Gordon, and they can't be stopped, and they get to the red zone, and nothing makes sense. That's who they are. The Browns have an identity. And you know what that identity is? What is it? It's a bum fight. 
bum fight. It's two rats in a dumpster. When you play in Cleveland, your knuckles are going to be bloodied, your jersey's going to be ripped, and your knee pads won't exist. When you play against the Browns, it is punching in the face. This is a game where Phillip Rivers will make mistakes. It's early in the morning. He doesn't really know what's going on. Miles Garrett's going to be in his lap. Denzel Ward's going to be jumping routes. Receivers will be dropping passes. Melvin Gordon will fumble a ball. I just see it being super sloppy, and that's the way the Browns What's want the weather to play. report there? Yeah, Ooh, what is the weather report? What is the weather? Most importantly, before he gives the weather, yeah. I'm getting the Browns. Plus one at home. Right. I love home dogs. I love home dogs. He loves Phil home Rivers dog, throws a dogs, pick in the... Dogsy, dogsy, dogs. Yes. What's the weather? Ooh, guys. All right. So the weather for this game, high of 60, low of 48, Ooh. mostly cloudy. Oh. So it's going to be a cool fall day in Cleveland. Cloudy with a chance of turnovers for the Chargers. <laughs> look, look. Think about the Chargers, yeah. man. East Coast. One o'clock game, taken on the Patriots. Pretty much had the whole game. Punt returner runs into the end zone. I hear you. Crazy fumble. I just can't pick on that stuff. And I'm just telling you, I am done. That's why I told you you had a good gut. You got a good gut. And I love the Browns here. Right. The Browns know who they are. They're going to run it with Carlos Hyde. They're going to find places for Nick Chubb. Baker's going to throw those passes. I trust the Browns' defense. I really do. And I know that you said they allow some big plays. Did they allow big plays to Baltimore last week? No. Okay. Yeah. I don't trust the Chargers defense. Yeah, they let a lot of big plays up to the Raiders. They the week did. That. They did. Right. They did. They did. But I don't know. Yeah, I, really, I, I, I like I, the Browns here. I really envision. I picked the Chargers to win this game, twenty-seven twenty-one. I really. How much en- did you put on the Chargers? I put a hundred. Okay. And this could have easily been another fifty-dollar game for me. I really think the Chargers will be losing. Late, like twenty one twenty, and he's just gonna Cleveland. I think Miles Garrett being the only good pass rusher, and then they just lack one more really good secondary. With all that's that's really what I just went through at the end of the day. I just said they lack that other guy other than Denzel. I don't yeah. know if they can match up across the board. That was the only reason I did it. I almost made this a lock. I'm thinking about making some questionable games left go locks this week. Below average humidity in Cleveland on Sunday, by the way. Oh, keep gosh. Track of that. Oh, man. Huge. Okay, guys. Huge. Next game We're really going to impact Antonio Gates' joints. <laughs> next game here on the <laughs> 1 o'clock slate, the Buffalo Bills visiting the Houston Texans. Spread in this game, Houston minus 9.5. Left go, give us the injuries and your breakdown. Injuries. Tredavis, White, Micah Hyde for Buffalo and Raphael Bush are all limited. Tredavis, White is an ankle. Micah Hyde groin, Raphael Bush, shoulder, limited in practice. They probably expect it to play. Yes. Missed practice for the Houston Texans, Jadavian Clowney. Shocker. Had an illness. Okay. So it actually makes me feel better. It does. Also, their top three wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, Kiki Kuti, and um, Will Fuller. Their number one running back, Lamar Miller, and their quarterback, um, Deshaun Watson, we're all limited in practice. Yes. They're all banged up after right. Dallas. Right. Deshaun Watson, I imagine, is banged he up. He already said he's playing. Though. He got destroyed against yes, Dallas. Everything in my body wanted me to take the Buffalo Bills plus nine and a half. Yeah. Everything we've talked about it. Doug McDermott keeps it close. Yeah. Very disciplined, all that stuff. I'm going $100 on the Texans. Texans. The Texans. Here's why I'm wrong. 
Since last year when Houston's been favored, they're 2-4 and four straight up, 1-4-1 and one against the spread. Also, when Houston has been a favorite of eight or more points since 2013, they're 0-3 against the spread. Right. They're not great with pressure. Since 2017, when Buffalo's been an underdog of eight or more points, it's happened five times. In the last year, it's happened five times they've been underdog of eight or more points. They're 3-2. and two. Mm. Everything makes me go, ooh, but I'll say this. What is Houston's strength, Chris Sims? I'm gonna I'm gonna Phil Sims you. What is Houston's strength? Their D line. Their run defense, Their run, right? Yeah, right? They're gonna pack it in there. We sure. just saw Zeke have no no structure. The last time Buffalo played a really good run defense this year, it was week one. And they got destroyed. Forty seven to three by Baltimore. Yeah. Chargers run defense isn't that great. Vikings run defense hasn't been that great. Packers run defense isn't that great. And the Titans run defense was kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Also, Titans were at home. As I've always said, Buffalo to me is a different team at home. Yeah. I see this as the Houston puts two wins together game and they stretch it out and Josh Allen tries to force some things kind of like he did last week and Houston's defense without having to face, you know, a quarterback that can Dak minimizes issues. Yeah. Josh Allen hasn't learned that yet. Yeah. And I look at Houston and I think this is they get a big DeAndre Hopkins play. They have wide receivers that can man up on some of these Buffalo cornerbacks yeah, that can make up for it. And I also think I like that Watson was willing to run last week. Yeah, he sure. looked like Watson. He did. I think that builds on itself, and I think Houston builds a league. So, unfortunately, I'm taking both big favorites to cover. But I, it's just because it's a rookie quarterback in both situations against a good defense. So I'm taking Houston here to cover. Yeah, I, I get you. Um, You're going big on Buffalo, it's aren't a, you? No, no. It's a close one here. It really he is. is. I think this is the way I look at it. Like, <laughs> I think you're both bad liars. You're I think both that bad liars. Houston's offense is perfect for Sean McDermott. I'll just say that. Interesting. Just just because it's again not overly complicated, so he'll be able to do what he normally does and get a beat on things. Is that why the Saints beat the crap out of the Bills last year? No, well, never. The Saints last year just beat beat them to death in their run game. Yeah, they ran like four hundred. It was like three hundred fifty yards. yards, I yeah. think something like that. I just wasn't sure if the complex offenses completely negate his coaching, and then right. it goes, "No, you're the Bills. You're just not that talented." Yeah, well, so yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of both there. Okay, okay, I'll shut up. But it's okay. You don't have to shut up. I think that the big thing is, uh, so I do look at that and go, okay. McDermott, I think, is going to have some moments of going, oh, we've slowed down Houston. We're doing a pretty good job here of, you know, managing this game. I also worry about, you know, Deshaun Watson. That's not a great offensive line. It's not a great run game. And McDermott could put more of his eggs into the let's stop the pass game basket, okay? On the flip side, I mean, your points, what you said, I mean, Buffalo's offense sucks. It sucks. It sucks. I mean, it's it's the worst in football, everybody. And it's it's because there's no talent, and there's no D offensive line, and it gets this group, who's like starting to come alive on the defensive line, and then, okay, there's no receivers in the back end for Houston Texans to be really scared of, you know. I just don't see how they can have sustained success except for maybe an amazing play here or there. The game played out perfectly for them last week in the win. And their other win against the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins fumbled the ball twice inside of his own 20-yard line to start the football game. So that gave him a tremendous jump. 
Barring anything like that, I don't see how Buffalo can win this football game. There's no freaking way. And when you it, can't pull off two miracles in one season, I would right? just be shocked. Two miracles in four weeks? Like, I just would be shocked. It's like lightning striking. But You're I'm betting $100 on Buffalo. I knew it. I'm picking the Houston Texans to win this game. Tatanka. <sighs> Tatanka. Uh, but 21-13. You could be right here. This is another game, but I was very tempted to put 24, just $50. 24-13? 21-13. Okay. So I stayed true with it. Got the Buffalo cover. Just I think barely. this is, I think there are a few plays that Buffalo isn't able to protect and Houston squeaks out that like a be. few big, like a Will Fuller play. Now, obviously I'm worried about everyone being banged up, but Houston just has one of those teams where everyone's on the injury report every week. It's not as frustrating as the Patriots, who, God bless Bill Belichick, makes like 12 guys limited every week. Right. But Do you guys like the pen system where I guide the picks? and the? Do you really I want know. to know my truth? You yeah. don't like the pen system? I find it very degrading, yeah. but that's just a personal thing. I kind of feel like a maestro. I like it. Yeah, yeah you right. guys it's like it. It's not nearly as degrading as him looking through his phone when I talk, so don't gotcha. worry. That's okay. all good. I'm looking up stuff. <laughs> sure you are. Last game of the 1 o'clock slate here, guys. The Chicago Bears on the road visiting the Miami oh, Dolphins. You, you put $100 in the last game? Yeah, on Houston. Okay. Okay. Chicago is 3-1. and one. The Maybe Dolphins that's one I should have gotten $50 on. That's the Dolphins maybe... are 3-2. and two. No, and don't spread in this yourself. Game... I don't know anything. No, either. I don't either. Spread I just... in this game is Bears minus 3. Left go injuries. Sims, we'll go to you first. I mean, I have been using divergent thinking. Uh, Chicago coming off of a bye, and they are feeling healthy. Prince of Mukasmara's hamstrings feeling better. He's been limited in practice, though. Still not full go. Uh, defensive back Marcus Cooper is the only guy that missed practice on Wednesday uh, with a hamstring hamstring himself. Miami a little bit more banged up. The guys that missed practice this week, Cam Wake, Bobby McCain, and TJ McDonald. McDonald's a foot, McCain it's a knee, Cam Wake it's that ankle. Limited in practice, Jakeem Grant, his shoulder's a little banged up, and Laramie Tunsil has a, or had a concussion. One other storyline before we get in here, this is Adam Gase facing his old team. That's right. What do you think here, Sims? All right. Well, I, I I think the first thing I would look at is the Miami offense. It's been underwhelming as of late. Been disappointed in the overall schematics. If you've listened to anything we've said on the podcast the last two weeks, it's been very simple on that side of the ball. Not a good team to be simple with, with the Chicago Bears. Other thing that really scares me is, holy crap, did the Miami Dolphins offensive line get their ass whooped last week against the Cincinnati Bengals? And then and, here come the Bears. And now here come the Bears. Nothing line. like a cure to your diseases like the Bears coming to town and that D-line. And they don't have any freaks on over there. I just think with the scheme being limited, offensive line issues, it's going to be hard for the Dolphins to move the football. I look at the other side, and I think the Bears are going to have a hard time moving the football on yes, the Dolphins sir. as well. I do. I mean, hey, the, the Miami Dolphins, they play D. And let's not forget that, yeah, the Bengals scored 27 points last week, but 14 of them were because of the Bengals' defense. Other than the Patriots game, which I would still argue that they played good football, they just got worn out and had to be on the field for the first quarter and a half of the game, and it finally the, the dam broke. But I think they're going to give the Bears all they can handle on that side of the football too. I think what scares me is the Bears coming off a bye, going down to Miami is always a little bit of a trap, Okay. But at the end of the day, I am betting $50 on the better football team, and I'm going with the Chicago Bears, and I think they're going to win. Roar! What's that little dolphin? Oh, I eat things in the water, too. 
Twenty to seventeen, Bears. Twenty seven. Left go. Your breakdown. You're about to put five hundred on the Patriots, aren't you? Do do do, baby. You would like to know, wouldn't you? you sicko. Uh, I'll never tell. Tom okay. Brady. Tom is the greatest. I have. Uh, You're I, screwed. I have some statistics. Ooh. I have. He's coming uh, hard right here with I the have Dolphins. Some trends, and I have. A nugget. Ooh. A little Lefko sprinkle, if you will. Is it a McDonald's nugget? or uh, You know Shake Shack has nuggets now? Do they? Yep. Wow. Just add it to the menu. Big yeah. deal here in New York. Oh. Yeah. Way to talk over my sprinkle sound effect. Hold on. Wait, wait, ready for it, Nick. And now it's time for my pick of Chicago, Miami. Hi. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Adam Lefko, and this is possibly a lock. It's a sicko lock, but it's because I am a sicko. I am betting $100 on Miami plus three. Here is the reason I am wrong. I am wrong because the Bears are 4-0 against the AFC with Trubisky, straight up and against the spread. Now, the Bears, as road favorites since 2014... 0-2 0-2 against the spread. We already saw how they played on the road as a favorite against Arizona this year. Right. Like a dead dog that I made a left go luck, and I went... Ooh, that was Dude, gross. that was the you grossest just, spray I just ever. Took a shower. Dude, in it's the middle on of your the podcast. phone. Your phone has a oh, big drop on God, it. Wipe that. Wipe oh. oh my Jesus. god! Yeah, thanks for that sprinkle. Do the sprinkle effects there, Nick. Holy I mean, shit! Can I have your shirt back. It's on my wrist too. Damn. I mean, that was an all-time record. Did you see how record. far that flew? No. It's Did not it even about water? how far it flew. It was huge nuggets of look, saliva. Look over here. Holy I promised <laughs> nuggets. He's got slobber over all over the over desk. There, over there. Oh, it got on my notes still. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. He's got his gum on his Do you paper want to come over, over there. And wipe this down? I'm not even kidding. It's all over it. That's all right. Left goes been good. He doesn't wipe his nose anymore. He's got his gum on the paper, too. It's been there the whole time. Oh, what is happening? All right, are we good? Let me finish my point. Go ahead. I'm crying. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Seriously. The Dolphins under Gase as a home underdog. 7-5, 7-4-1 against the spread. And now... For my Cone Nugget. Oh, Mark Cone? The was, legend of Mark Cone? I was texting with Cone earlier, and I said, I think I'm taking Miami. He yeah. goes, I like it. He goes, Miami is averaging 28 points per game at home and only 15 on the road. They're a different team at home. They got Albert Wilson going deep at home. They got Jakeem Grant. They got the Raiders. They're doing a little creative stuff against the Titans, all that stuff. 28 points at home. Get the hell out of here. He played the Raiders. They suck on defense. I, I, it was funny. It was a cone know, nugget. They're not the best. They're just cone nuggets. The, the reason I look at it is this. Yeah. Is I know the one thing that gave me pause is I went, okay, I obviously don't know how Nagy is after a bye. But I do know how he did to start the season. Yeah. And they started off like firecrackers. Yeah. So when they had a long time to prepare for somebody, they went up 21 nothing on the Packers. Right. Nagy's offense has a problem. And the problem is, is once he gets past scripted plays, it's kaput. Yeah, I hear you. The Bears spent two weeks hearing about how back they are, how great they are. Trubisky goes out there, throws six touchdowns against the Tampa Bay Bucks, and they're world beaters. They've watched Aaron Rodgers lose. They've, made, they've watched Minnesota be super average. Detroit's been up and down. 
Well, all along there, B-A-C-K back. The Dolphins have been told for two weeks how much of a fraud they were. You were frauds. You were 3-0 and and it was a mistake. You 17-0 against Cincinnati, blow it all away. I think that the Bears come out a little flat. Josh, what is the weather going to be down there in Miami? Uh, what is the weather going to be in Miami? Let me get it for you guys. Yeah, wait, uh, do your job. It is going to be 90 degrees and partly cloudy. I'll get you the humidity in one second. No, keep talking. I'm going to pull it up. Okay. It's going to be hot. Yes, it's it a beautiful Miami October sauna. Chicago's going to come in there feeling themselves. They're going to watch the game film, and they're going to be like, Khalil Max be like, ah, I mean, Tannehill's throwing it to the defensive lineman. I can't wait to run for my touchdown. 80% humidity. 80% humidity. I mean... I can't think of a giant uh, of a bear that wears a. a, a it used to mask. matter, but global warming. It's eighty in Chicago all week too. Sorry, buddy. I just think that this is a team that's really feeling themselves. <laughs> and if Adam, what Gase, do you want to say? Forty-five minute Dolphins breakdown. I love it. <laughs> if the Dolphins lose this game, Adam Gase's job is on the line. It really is. Like if you think about it, all the changes they've made, and if you lose three in a row after winning three and zero, now I go, where's the stability? Where's the culture? I think this is a team that is fighting for their lives in a sauna yeah. against a team that's been feeling themselves. Chicago, four o'clock. Watch oh, this is one o'clock. Watch all the cramps early on for Chicago. You're well rested and you're playing in a sauna. And you know what? I mean, the Bears players have been focused. I saw something where one of their running backs got a bar mitzvah in New York. That's that's Doesn't sound focused to me. No. Nope. All right, guys. Sounds like he set his ass up. What do you think about that bet, though? Uh, I know well, you took Chicago. What do you think about my bet? Your bet? And your, what did you bet, 100? Miami, 100. Do you like that bet? No. Okay. No. I think it's really dicey. You're definitely betting with the lesser team. I know that. I, I went through and looked. Yeah. I picked 11 underdogs this week and four favorites. Ooh. I think this I is going to be a crazy week. Huh. All right, guys. So we're moving I mean, on to the four or five up. games here. It takes like two seconds. I've I know. Got, I wonder what I did. I just I can't do it right now. I got other things. I got a podcast. do it for you? Yeah. I've yeah, got sure. a legitimately... No, I'm going to see your bets. I've got a legitimately scary weather report to go along with this game. So we're starting off wow. the four o'clock games All with right, the Rams, my computer. Rams visiting the Denver Broncos. The weather forecast for Denver on Sunday is snow. Right now, what? right now, the forecast in Denver, according to weather.com, high of 28, low of 15, snow in the forecast. That's now, let me just amazing. read the temperatures before the game and after the game. Today in Denver, 48. Tomorrow, 63. Saturday, 58. It's going to drop to 28 on Sunday. What? Then it's going to go back up to 41 on Monday, 53 on Tuesday, 56 on Wednesday. I knew God was a Broncos fan. And into fan. the 60s later next week. Right. Snow in Denver on it's, Sunday. That's cra- it's crazy. Sims, like we'll start happen. with you. It's that makes shit. me want to change my bet. Uh, let me just give the injuries. Yeah. Concussions right now. Brandon Cook. I'm scared. I'm freaking out. Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup. Uh, Sean McVay is hopeful they both play. Uh, Zerline groin injury right now. Missed practice. And they got another kicker, though. He's been there for a while. By the way, the Chargers signed another kicker whose last name is Badgley for that game. They're very unsure of who they're going to be playing just for that game. Denver. Jared Veldier is expected to miss another game at right tackle. Sims, you went into detail yesterday about how the other guys that have played there, Billy Turner especially, has not fared well. Right. Adam Jones and Darian Stewart, two guys in the secondary, missed practice on Wednesday. And Garrett Bowles is limited with an ankle. 
He has five holding penalties already this season. Jeez. So both starting tackles could be in trouble for Denver. Sims, your pick. That's a uh, that's a little bit of an issue for sure. Um, okay, against a team with that D line, that D line scary. I mean, this defense is still good. Don't be fooled by you know some big plays, some mental mishaps on the back end that I don't think are going to continue to be part of the structure of the overall defense of the Los Angeles Rams, who still have the ninth best defense in football and are only letting up 19.6 points per game. I think the big thing is this, really. Denver is a very tough place to play. I know that. The Broncos are going to give an all-world effort this week. They lost a heartbreaker to Kansas City and were absolutely embarrassed last week in the New York Jets. You talk about a guy, you talk about Gase and being on the hot seat. Vance Joseph's seat's already hot. He might have lost one ass cheek already just in the last five days because it got that hot. So I'll tell you what, it's going to be cold on Sunday because so it's going to be cool snowing. things off, certainly. And they, if I wish I would have known that, maybe I wouldn't have picked such a high score. I don't think there's any, as much as I like some of the things this Broncos defense does, everybody's been able to move the ball to a degree when they need to when they need to exactly Seattle, right Oakland, Oakland Kansas City right Baltimore did I mean we tired saw last week because they're small they are a little small certainly they're a little unsound in certain things they do uh and you're playing the most well-rounded offense in football and I just look on the other side and hey I think Case Keenum will be aggressive and take some shots and makes a few plays against this Rams defense and this game stays close I'm putting $50 on the Broncos because of their desperation. Just absolute desperation. That's why. But I think the Rams are going to win this football game 31-28. to 28. It's a tough place to play in Denver. I can certainly attest to that. So you said that Gase is on the hot seat, and I said he's going to show up, and you said, well, if that's the case, Vance is on the hot seat. The difference is it doesn't matter if you're on the hot seat if you're not a good coach. I'm willing to say that. Sure, okay. I think Vance Joseph has been one of the most overmatched coaches in the NFL. How overmatched? You know what he is under uh, as a coach in the last 17 games against the spread? Mm, Vance Joseph. Right, what? 2-14-1. Wow. Okay? Denver's not a tough place to play. In fact, Denver is 1-7 against the spread in their last eight at home, only covering that Seattle game earlier this year when it... You know, it could have really gone either way. Yeah. I am putting $100 on the Rams. Um, this, is the, this is the sixth time in the last 10 years that Denver is an underdog of six or more points at home. Vegas agrees with you. Vegas rarely makes Denver an underdog like this. In those five games before this, one and four straight up, one and four against the spread. Yeah. Under McVay, the Rams are 6-0 and against the AFC in his career, 5-1 and against the spread. When the Rams are favored by six or more, he's 6-0, and 5-1 and against the spread. The only one didn't happen would be the uh, Seahawks game last week. I The snow is interesting. It is. But I am not betting on weather anymore. That snow could come Saturday. Ship that sailed. snow could come Monday. Yeah. I don't know. Got right. burned by the Hurricanes week yeah. one. That's right. I am going with the Rams because I'm going with the better team because I think Case Keenum is unreliable and he's turned into the Case Keenum from two years ago. And I think we're realizing that, man, Thielen and Diggs were really, really freaking good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also look at Denver and I see their two tackle injuries and I think about the Rams D-line. I also think about the Rams and Marcus Peters getting beat and I don't think that's going to continue again. I think if there's the best player on the field, it's Todd Gurley. And then I think if you really say who's the best player on the field, 
I don't even know if Von Miller's in the top two or three, which is a wild thing to say for Von Miller. There's that many. He's probably three. I'm going to put him after Todd Gurley, and I'm going to put him after Aaron Donald. I agree. And so I look at Denver. I think they're super unreliable. Um, I haven't liked the way they've looked. I don't think that they have anything to, to stand their hat on. I think that they gave everything in their heart in that Chiefs game, and I think that hangover is going to last for a little bit longer, and I want to get my money in on the Rams. Okay. Uh, seven is definitely scary. Yeah, I couldn't do that. This is too much for me. That's a tough place to oh, play. Oh, dude, it's – look. I know I'm, they're I'm, against the spread. They're not good or whatever. For me, but... I'm getting one of the least qualified coaches in the NFL yeah. against the best coach in the NFL. And even though the Rams, sometimes it stalls out. I'm a little bit worried about the health of these receivers. That machine was still running with those two guys off. Yeah. Robert Woods looked like a number one receiver. All their tight ends, what Gurley can do. Um, Denver not, scares I'm, me. I yeah. Look, Denver, I'm not mad at you. I mean, I'm not mad at you. I think, you know, yeah, Denver you had the fifth pick in the draft last year. Right. And because they started off the game, the, the year strong, we're like, it's Denver. Denver, in my mind, is small. Pecco is not a guy that's going to be out there for 60, 70 snaps. Right. He's just not. Yeah. And I look at their linebackers. I think they're all undersized. Yep. I look at their secondary. It's not what it's been the last few years. No. They're coming off an East Coast trip. Yep. And the Rams just got a scare. And they just went for it on fourth down and said, let's be the fucking man. I hear you. I know. Hey, listen, the the the, uh, the Broncos can't score points. I mean, that's been one of their things. It's a lot of settling for field goals or moving the ball between the 30s. And that's where it's scary against uh, a team like this. The other thing I'll just say take into account is just the Broncos can run the ball. They've had moments of being successful. If there's one weakling we've seen with the Rams defense like we saw last week, you can do it. That's just food for thought. Also going to add this. Thus far, Sims and I have agreed on eight. Excuse me. We've agreed on three, and we've disagreed on eight. I like it. It's a moving week. All right, guys, moving on to the 425 slot here. Steve Meekamik on the call for this one. It is the Baltimore Ravens at 3-2, and two, the Tennessee Titans at 3-2. and two. Game is in Nashville, spread in this one. Baltimore minus three, Lefko. I know you are excited to hear Steve on the broadcast. Steve old Meekamik, uh, Baltimore, Tennessee. This is the game that I, I circled two games that I really don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's this game and the next game. Uh, injuries. Michael Pierce, Baltimore, and Brandon Carr. So the defensive tackle and corner missed practice on Wednesday. Apparently, Taylor Lewan has a very serious foot injury. Missed practice on Wednesday, and they're not sure if he's going to play. Probably why he looked so poor against the Buffalo Bills last week. Makes a lot of sense. Wesley Woodyard limited uh, after missing the game against Buffalo. He didn't play. They're not sure if he's going to play. I'm going to be putting $100 on Tennessee plus three. Baltimore is coming off of an... Yes. After losing at Buffalo, I have self-corrected my ways. I have talked to Queen Xerxes. I have spoke to my daughter Hermeticulicles, and I am ready. I've spoken to my cousin in Hawaii that looks over my little nephew, Mariota, and I told him one thing. In your eyes, the lightning bolt will shine clear. So, who'd you pick there? Let me just hear that again. Tennessee. You pick Tennessee. Tennessee plus three, 100. Baltimore is coming off of an overtime loss. So, again, remember yeah. I did the whole overtime thing. I, that's a real thing. Teams that have played, played in overtime. In game, yeah. Teams that have played in overtime. Yeah. The next week, I'm just adding them up myself. Yeah. They're now three and nine. Okay. Okay. Two teams won last week. Right. 
Two teams with, with young, athletic quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson. Right. They got it done. But teams coming off of an overtime loss are 1-3. and three. Mm. Damn, you know, it just made me think. Houston, that's two weeks in a row they've played into overtime. They have. Damn. Not if that hurts them. N- not great against Buffalo. Yep. Um, if you want the full breakdown, if you tied, you're 0-4. The next game, if you're coming off an overtime loss, they've been one and three. If you're coming off an overtime win, they're two and two. Right. Still feeling pretty good. Yep. Last four times that Tennessee has been a home underdog, three and one straight up, mm-hmm. four and oh against the spread. In their last ten home games, Tennessee has covered eight of their last ten. And since twenty sixteen, after a loss, Tennessee their next game against the spread, twelve and three. The reason I went here with Tennessee, because I thought about it, Sims, I said, Tennessee's offense, we don't know what it is. It sure is a lot of stuff in the middle of the field, and Baltimore loves to beat you in a box. And Joe Flacco, man, his wide receivers are going to get open, but maybe they can find a way with Alex Collins and Javorius Allens and all those tight ends. But then I thought, Lefko, you're not betting on Baltimore on the road. Not again. Okay, they're seventeen, seven and thirteen straight up in their last twenty road games. They're ten, nine and one against the spread. They're an average team. I think they're losing this one. Yeah. I think Tennessee is a home dog. I Tennessee has shown to be a very good home team. Yeah, and so if I get three points, I'm taking it at home in what I think is a coin flip game. Yeah, let's not forget that you know there's the Dean Pease factor. Bang! That who's, was my other thing too. Who's I gone to, to Baltimore, say. right? And he's he's uh, he I mean, knows he left Baltimore. He came from you know now he's on Tennessee. All so those practices against Marty Morningweg. No Morningweg to a degree, certainly. And yes, I would go. Well, Morningweg will know Dean Pease as well. But I just think the guy that has the edge in that matchup is Dean Pease. And it doesn't matter because Marty Morningweg is stubborn and he's going to throw it sixty times well, a game. He with Joe certainly Flacco. he certainly could. And I don't have like this tremendous faith in their run game, anyways. I mean, it, it's solid. I. I Again, I don't think the running backs are that special. I think they have a big offensive line, but they haven't shown me the ability to be consistently good at that yet. I think they have a lot of potential to be good there. And that is a little bit of a weakness to the Tennessee Titans defense because they do so much stuff up front, slanting, blitzing, twisting. They get caught off guard sometimes uh, with, with defending the run. But I do think that Baltimore, on their offensive side of the ball, it's just not overly complex enough to fool a Dean Pease. I think he'll be all over some concepts. And when there's moments when he's worried yeah. about stopping the run, I think their corners can match up against that, that group there. Baltimore wants to overpower you. Yes, they And do. then catch you on a play action, but if you're prepared for it. I, and I have a hard time thinking that happens. And where now, is the pass rusher to take advantage of Taylor Lewan not being there? Yeah, agreed. I, I, I hear you. Um, you're so, going Tennessee? So I look at it that, that side of the ball. And then, yeah, I think if I look at... Tennessee, with their offense, it's not going to be pretty either. I mean, it, it's not. Um, but I think I'm just going with them at home, and I don't trust Baltimore. I don't think it really came down to anything more Baltimore than that. I'm, on the road, man. Screw them. I'm putting $100 oh, you're really feeling it. on the Titans. Um, and I expect them to win the game 17-16. to 16. But I think this is... 
The perfect- Chris Sims have joined me in my fight against Baltimore on the road. Goodbye, Raven. When the raven flies from his nest, I shall clip its wing, eat its beak, and take its feet for soup and oh, dinner. Oh, that is soft of you. I will take my sword and stab this raven as he flies by me. I will keep Edgar Allan Poe in a cage. Oh my gosh, I forgot who Edgar Allan Poe is. Hawk the raven nevermore. <laughs> He's a oh, poet. that's what he wrote. I knew he was a poet. I just couldn't. Uh, thus far, yeah, thus far, it. I want to give an update. Let's see Sims's reaction. I bet you he gets upset. Sims, you've bet on thus far. Yeah. Eight favorites and four underdogs. Okay, that's good. You like that? Yeah, I'm okay with that. All right, guys, three games to go here. <laughs> Last game of the afternoon slate, the three and two Jacksonville Jaguars on the road visiting the two and three Dallas Cowboys. I think this game is going to be great. By the Spread way, David Irving is actually playing in this game. Spread in this list. game. Jacksonville minus three. I, lo- I forgot a point I wanted to say in the last game. Say it. 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 Oh, I was to say, it's very similar teams. Big physicals, the mantra. Titans have a few more skill guys. That was really my last thing to go. They, I just think they have one or two guys that I think can make more plays than the Ravens. Sorry. Spread in this game. Jacksonville minus three. Lefko, give us the injuries. And then, Chris, you'll break it down first. Okay. Here are the injuries. As you know, that Leonard Fournette's going to miss this one. Leonard Fournette's been battling a hamstring injury. People are saying they're going to wait until after the bye. Get that man rested. Don't look now, though. His backup, Grant, also out. They went and signed Jamal Charles. New Elsmith's practice on Wednesday, Sims? Yeldon. Two big old players, Calais Campbell and Malik Jackson. Malik Jackson, it's a back. Calais Campbell, it's an ankle. Josh Wells, the starting left tackle after they lost Ken Robinson, not practicing either. Mm. Groin injury. If he doesn't play, you know who starts? Of course you don't. Josh Walker, who's never started a game in the NFL. Or guess who they could bring in? Yes, he visited this week. Eric fucking Flowers. Yeah. Buckle up. Here we go. Because the Cowboys know all about him. When I looked Dallas, at that, I thought like... I honestly thought that made sense. They'll turn him around. You watch. He's going to go down. It's like one of those Doug things Marone where we go, Doug totally Marone, all, right, they're going to be like, oh, and we're going to be like, what, what, what's wrong with this guy? Missing practice for Dallas, yeah. Sean Lee, right. and Demarcus Lawrence sat out with a shoulder, but mm-hmm. they're expecting him to play. Gotcha. This is going to be a brutal I'm, I'm, slugfest. I'm pumped for this game. I mean, this is this is football, okay? I'm, I'm kind of, I don't like 45-41. That's not fun to me, okay? So I you like, want this game to be... 17, I want this 14. to be blood, pain, and I think that's what it'll be. I think it's going to be – it will be along those. I'm picking the game to be 20 to 13, and I'm not going to tell you who yet. Ooh, but, okay. that's what we have us call a If the Jacksonville's defense has one issue, it's stopping the run. But, okay, that's uh, – stopping the run – uh, it's an issue maybe when they have to worry about a pass game. Like, Jacksonville has got to, nothing to worry about in this game. They have no threat whatsoever. So they're going to be able to focus on stopping the run on some of these power sets that the Dallas Cowboys do. Have a hard time thinking the Cowboys can move the ball much. Also, the other side, I have a hard time thinking Jacksonville can move the ball much on the Dallas Cowboys either. But I do think that Jacksonville's O-line is still a force to be reckoned with. And Nate Hackett... I have more trust in his ability to devise a game plan to take advantage of Dallas in the past game a little bit more than I do Linehan uh, versus my man uh, Todd Wash with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Todd, 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 Todd. I think this game is really close, really physical. I'm putting $100 on the Jaguars to win this game 20-13. Left go. 
is interesting. Would like to eat a cowboy. I have seen the cowboys tend their ranch, and I would like to ingest their insides. It's like scary good. It actually kind of sounds like, uh, who is the cowboy in The Big Lebowski? Hey, oh, dude. it does a little bit. Thing. It's a I think you sound deep. more like um, Penelope Cruz's husband when he's the crazy murderer guy. I almost said Nacho Libre. No. But it was. Your breakdown on this game. Let's yeah. go. There's no reason for me to rush. Um, What's his name in that movie? I don't know. Dude. He's like a, a out in the wild. But I'll look. What's his name? Javier Bart. Go ahead. Just okay. talk about your game. Okay. So I'm just going to get my transfer. No first. country for old men. Oh, That's gotcha. how he talks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know any lines in that. Not a quotable movie. Uh, last 10 times <laughs> as a home underdog, Dallas is 3-7, and 3-6-1 and one against the spread. Jacksonville against the NFC since 2013, four and 16 straight up and against the spread. But Lefko, they were really bad before that. Well, if you include last year too against the NFC, the Jaguars are two and three straight up and against the spread. And that includes barely beating the Giants earlier this year in what was a very ugly game. Now, the Cowboys are coming off an overtime loss. And again, teams are 1-3 after overtime losses. And again, I went back and forth. This was a very hard game. But damn it. Yeah! I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys plus three at home. Give on, giddy up. Give me that horsey. Give me that lasso. That's right, Todd. Hop on the back. We gonna go. Whoa! Blake Bortles, guess what's coming at your face, pal? David Irving coming around the edge to Marcus Lawrence. Hey, throw it off that random offensive lineman's face mask that you've never seen before. Just kidding. It's Eric Flowers. We gonna be digging up them flowers. Gonna put that in my wife's souffle. I feel like I gotta pick up my game with that stuff. You're you're blowing me away with your stuff this year. Blowing me away. I started the animal noises and you've just you take it to another level. It's kinda of what level. I do here. Yes. But I, I look at Dallas and I go there I think that What do you think of the score? Like you had a score prediction? I honestly think that for some reason earlier today, I was like, I could see this being surprisingly high scoring. But then I was like, you're being an idiot. Don't say that. I think this is going to be a 24-14 Cowboys win. Mm. And I think it's going to be a game where I really think that Zeke and them are going to want to pound early. And I think that the Jaguars are going to be a little shell-shocked right. after what just happened. Right. Look, I didn't have the Jaguars making the playoffs this year because I saw a lot of those close games bouncing the other way. Yeah. And so I wanted to remember, you know, I have the Cowboys making the playoffs mm-hmm. and I have the Jaguars not. And I think these are the games that define those seasons. Yeah. I think that Bortles is going to face arguably the best pass rush that he's faced all year. I mean, yes, that's 100%. 100%. Yes. And what the Cowboys' defense did to a Houston Texans team last week. the best defense week, he's played all year. The Dallas Cowboys' defense is for real. Yes, it is. And I think they match up really well with the Jaguars' offense. They do. And so when that happens, then I start looking at special teams. And the real thing is, is will the Cowboys protect the ball against the Jaguars? I think the Cowboys are going all in on the run this week. I think it's screen city. I think it's draw city. I think it's pounding it with Zeke city. The Cowboys overcorrect because their owner overspeaks. So what happens is when the head of the company goes, we need to run the ball more, we need to get the ball to Zeke more, they're going to freaking do it. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think the Jaguars are, are, I think this is the first week 
not the first week, but the first week this year where the defense is sitting there watching film and they're going, yo, man, our quarterback sucks. Like, we spent all summer talking about how this guy's not that bad, but, like, look at this. And what's going to happen is they're going to overcommit. They're going to over-pursue because they're going to have to overcorrect for a quarterback that's making mistakes. I think we're going to see a Tavon Austin deep ball. I think that our guy, I'm even going as far to say, what's that tight end? Oh, I've been thinking about our old Blake one. Jarwin. Blake Jarwin's going to catch a touchdown. What's his game. catch output right now? Stand by. This dude's coming on our pot. It's not, it's not on pace for, what did he say, mid-30? It's not on pace for that. No, he's not coming on our podcast. If he doesn't get no, it, he has he to shave his eyebrow. He's got one catch. Yes. For 11 yards. Yes. I was just envisioning. Writing he... caches, your eyebrow can't cash. I was I just envisioning it. how Lefko would fit in in the Jaguars' defensive film room. Oh. I think he'd fit right in. We have to make sure we look up uh, our buddy. I can't remember his name off the top I'll of my head. So we can. All but, right. You know, I think Dallas wins this game, and I think it's a little bit comfortable, and I think it's the first time that Jacksonville is feeling like a two-game losing streak pressure in a while. Yeah, it, it because, could, because it look, happen. I think that Jacksonville's disappointed after the Chiefs. Yeah. I think Dallas is going, holy shit. Right. This is the first time that Jason Garrett, I don't think, has had the support of Jerry Jones. Yeah. And when that happens, desperation Dallas time. Yeah. I'm loving my picks right now. Good. All right, guys, moving on. By the way, Sims has now picked nine favorites. Sunday night football, the 5-0 Kansas City Chiefs on the road to Foxborough visiting the 3-2. Let's save Sims because this is 100% where he's putting all of his money. 3-2 New England Patriots. A reminder for everyone, tune in to Football Night in America. Our very own Chris Sims is going to be on the pregame show. We're going to be doing Sims memes on Twitter and Instagram. I actually have someone texting me about when you're going on. It'll probably be, I know I have two segments, one on Mahomes. One on Brady. What time does the show start? It starts at seven. Yes, I think the first one I'm on is like it's on NBC. NBC, right? The first one I'm on is going to be in one of those first three or four segments. The Mahomes breakdown will be later on. I'm just not sure exactly when yet, but closer to kickoff, I believe. So when Sims goes on TV, Fendrick will take some pictures, put it on social. We're going to put the picture. You put the words on it, what the meme is. But then also you guys grab random pictures because Josh isn't going to get all the weirdness. Right. So catch catch Sims with his mouth open. Catch when he's listening and he's like making a smirk. God forbid he rubs his mouth or his nose. Get that. That won't happen. Spread in this game. New England minus three and a half. Lefko, you're going to go first. Here are the injuries. First of all, Sims, your fears have been answered. Thank Sammy you. Watkins and D Ford are good to go. Good. They will be playing. Now, Justin Houston with his save, hamstring. Save my $500 bet here. Thank God they're playing. Eric Murray. Oh, you're definitely going Patriots. It's okay. Eric Murray and his ankle uh, and Eric Berry are all missing practices. So Justin Houston will be interesting to watch. The starting safeties right now for Kansas City are Ron- we're going to hurry up. We're going to hurry up, you fucks. God damn it. The starting safeties right now for the Chiefs are Ron Parker and Jordan Lucas, mm-hmm. and the third safety is Josh Shaw, who was signed last week. Right. New England lists everybody as limited, but Malcolm Brown's the one that, like Mike Reese, the reporter up there, is like, it'll be interesting to watch. I am putting $100 on the Chiefs plus three and a half, another underdog, and I'm obsessed. Here's the reason. Every freaking trend is in their favor. 
as an, as an undefeated underdog in the last 15 years, teams that are undefeated but are underdogs are 4-1 and one straight up and against the spread at this point of the year. Andy Reid, since he started at, at Kansas City, is 2-0 and oh against Bill Belichick. In those two games, he's outscored them 83-41. to 41. Kansas City is the only team that is 5-0 and oh against the spread this season. Since 2016, Kansas City is 7-2 and two straight up and against the spread as an underdog. In their last 10 primetime gains, Kansas City is 9-1. and one. In their last 10 home primetime games, the Patriots are 8-2. and two. One of those two losses is Kansas City. Right. I am taking Kansas City. I think it's going to be a shootout. I also could see the Patriots just working that defense and winning by a lot. I'm going to turn it over to you. But before you go, can you tell me who is the better tight end right now, Gronk or Kelsey? Ooh. And who's the better tight end all time? I think, well, Gronkowski is the better tight end all time. Gronkowski is the best tight end ever and for me. Um, I think Kelsey has surpassed him in the past game. I do. He's still not the blocker Gronkowski. Gronkowski can block defense ends, and they can go, oh, okay, we need to run the ball here. We need you to block him man-to-man. He can do that. Kelsey, Kelsey is not quite up to that level. But as a receiving threat, you'd take Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey's passed him up. I think just Kelsey, Kelsey moves better. He's better in and out of cuts now. Gronkowski's still tackles. a force. Right. He can do more after the catch. Gronkowski's not much of a yak guy. Not anymore. much of a yak. More of just a size. Like, you can't, even though you're covering me, I have this incredible wingspan. I'm still going to catch it. It's more that at this point of his career. Um, you mentioned Kansas City last year. Yeah, that was week one, though. And they threw out a lot of shocking things at New England that they didn't have a chance to break down. I take all of that into account. I think it's going to be an awesome football game. Ten days to prepare for Belichick. Exactly right. Ten days to prepare for the best offense in football. And, and I also look at it like this. I've heard this a lot, and I know you've already heard me say this to it, but I think everybody thinks like, oh, New England's going to run the ball and try to keep Mahomes. I keep hearing people say that. It's going to be the exact opposite. The exact opposite. New England is going to go on full attack, shotgun, no huddle, totally fluster Kansas City's unsound defense and just go and they're going to go, "Oh shit. We don't know what's coming. We're just going to play cover 3 and sit here." And Tom's just going to go 5 yards. Eight yards, four yards. So instead of Mahomes, like the Broncos, having to put together one big drive, the Patriots are going to go, you need to put together three big drives to keep up with us. I think so. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth football game. I have a hard time thinking that the Patriots are going to slow down Kansas City a whole lot either. I really do. But at the end of the day, with the extra time to prepare, I think that, yeah, old Billy Ball game. He's going to have a few wrinkles just to slow down one or two drives to confuse the young quarterback. And because of that, I am putting $100 on the New England Patriots, and I am picking them to win the game outright, 34-28, to in an awesome football game that they come out on top of. You bet 500 on the Packers or the Niners? <laughs> what? I got to wait until Monday what night? What is going on? <laughs> so you feel confident, though, about the Patriots? I mean, no. <laughs> no. I mean, you know. It's... So why did you say the Chiefs on Sims and Lefko the show and the Patriots now? Because the more I just thought about the matchup. Well, the more you think about a Patriots game, the more you go with the Patriots. It's just like a human nature fact. Well, and I think the Patriots have had two good weeks of offense. Edelman's back in the fold. I think they're kind of finding out who they are. I took 11. Of course, Kansas City's defense is not special. 
Justin Houston's not going to play. Like those, that's just too much for me to sit there. And I, and again, I think you know Kansas City's going to make plenty of plays. I just think like there's going to be a third and seven, and Patrick Mahomes is going to drop back once or twice to go. What the fuck is this coverage? I don't even know what this. I is. I really like as a Kansas City better right. though that I get that half point. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All right, guys, Monday Night Football here, last game of the week. 1-4 San Francisco on the road visiting the 2-2-1 Green Bay Packers. High of 46 in Green Bay on Monday night. Lefko, give us the injuries. Sims, your breakdown first. There are no injuries. It's Monday night. We don't know yet. Take it away, Sims. Okay. You want me, let me give you trends before you Yeah, go ahead. Give me your trends. I'm pulling up a few. In things. their last 15 games as an underdog of seven or more points, the Niners are 0-15. They are 7-8 against the spread, right. but they're 0-15. Right. In their last 12 Monday night football games, which who knows how far that goes back, the Niners are 10-2 and 11-1 and against the spread. San Francisco is 1-4 against the spread this season, and on Monday night football, Aaron Rodgers is 5-0, 4-1 against the spread. Right. It's pretty good. Okay. Where do I start here? Is Sims going 500 on Kyle or Aaron? So It is a Sims quandary. The, his favorite quarterback and his favorite coach. Who does he love more? Who do I love more? Find out now. Okay. Uh, the four, the Packers offense. Hey, we know it's, you know it's Aaron Rodgers, but I don't sit here and I'm not blown away by the Packers offense, especially the fact that they can't really run the football, and that helps the 49ers defense to go – Okay, it's a little bit one-dimensional. Uh, like the always use this phrase, they can put more of their eggs in the Rodgers is going to throw basket. 49ers defense this year has been pretty good. As much as we wanted to say, eh, I don't really like it. Other than like the Kansas City game, which was just an early explosion, they've been pretty stout. Like the Vikings game, there was plenty of opportunities. The Chargers drive down. They had a few goal line stands right. there. And then one of the one of the scores on that game for the Chargers was a uh, interception return that gave the Chargers a short field. That's what happens in all the Niners games. I know it does. Arizona game, other right. than that 75-yard touchdown by Rosen, right. there was no offense no for offense. Arizona. Exactly right. I mean, they scored a defensive touchdown and set up the short field one time for uh, Arizona to score yes. another touchdown. So Yeah, the fear there is Beathard, not the defense. The defense has actually been impressive. That is the fear. The fear is Beathard. And... You know, I look at Green Bay, and their defense is certainly better than years past. This is the best run offense they're going to play this year, or the best run offense they've played this year. And uh, I look at that with their ability to pass protect. I just have a hard time sitting here going, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are going to win by nine and a half more points. You know, I think that when you look at the Green Bay Packers, um, I'm they just not so sure yet. what they are. Exactly no, right. Not. I don't, don't know, know either. Defense, the same thing. It's moments of good, but there's moments of, wow, they're just moving the ball down the field on them at will, whether it was the Redskins or the Vikings in the fourth quarter. Or, you know, I'm not even going to say the Lions last week because the Lions got set up in some good field position moments too. But the Bears, week one, the first half of the game, that was Mitchell Trubisky's first game in a new offense. So I don't have faith in the Packers' uh, uh, defense all the way yet. And I think they're one-dimensional on offense. And I think that plays into the 49ers' hands. And I'm betting $500 on the San Francisco 49ers. That is some horrible song. So you did 500 on the Niners. Yes. Lefko, your breakdown on this game? I'm going to wrap it up. I'm putting... $500 
$100 on the Niners. <laughs> Play that song. <laughs> okay, that's enough. That's enough. Um, part of the reason, and I can't believe you didn't use this in your analysis. Let's go, guys. Oh, I, I should have said it. I said we run. you don't know what video I'm talking That's about, so great. it's when Mike Pettin was the head coach of the Browns and Kyle Shannon was the offensive coordinator and Pettin has no idea what's going on on offense and goes, I think we should run it. And Kyle goes... Just looks at him. Like, are you an idiot? Right, like we're already running the ball at a record rate this year. Kyle is going to know Mike Pettin's defense like the back of his hand. Yes. He knows all of what he wants to do. He knows the weaknesses. He knows what he wants to take away. And Kyle is sitting back there. Look, I'm just going to be real, man. If you watch any of that Niners-Cardinals game, Matt Breida looked like Marshall Falk. Like in the first half of that game before he got hurt, the lanes were wide open. And we talked about how impressed Arizona's been. Green Bay is a smaller attacking defense that tries to shoot gaps and make big plays. You know what happens when a team wants to make big plays against Kyle? Oh, shit. Tight end slips out. Use check slips out. Kyle is going to be so ready for this game. It's going to be about two things. Can Aaron Rodgers come come back and win the game? And is C.J. Beathard going to throw this game away? Nine and a half, though, is so freaking much, much. I couldn't believe it. Right. I couldn't believe it. And again, Josh, who do I like to bet on, baby? Underdogs at home? Close. The 49ers? Kyle By Shanahan? the way, the game's in Green Bay. Yeah. I fucking love. Oh, the C.J. Beathard led 49ers. C. On C.J. Beathard. As an underdog. Yeah. Don't like him as a favorite. Right. Love him as an underdog. He's got no pressure. Yeah. All right, guys. We got to wrap this one up. So real quick, I'm going to go through the disagreements. There were a lot of them. Lefko will come to you for quick locks. GTL. I don't even know my locks. Making my move this week. Disagreements. Thursday night football. Sims, you have the Eagles. Lefko, you have the Giants. Uh, Moving on to Sunday. Carolina at Washington. Sims, you have Washington. Lefko, you have Carolina. Uh, Jets and Colts. Sims, you have the Jets. Lefko, you have the Colts. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. Sims, you have the Bengals. Lefko, you have the Steelers. Chargers, Browns. Sims, you have the Chargers. Lefko, you have the Browns. Buffalo, Houston. Sims going with the Bills. Lefko going with the Texans. Bears at the Dolphins. Sims, you have Chicago. Lefko, you have Miami. Denver and the Rams. Sims, you have Denver. Lefko, you have the Rams. Uh, moving on here, down the afternoon games. Jacksonville at Dallas. Sims, you went with the Jaguars. Lefko, you went with the Cowboys. Sunday night football, Kansas City visiting New England. Sims, you have the Patriots. Lefko, you have the Chiefs. Lefko, who are you locking this week? I'm thinking about locking Tampa Bay, plus three and a half. I'm thinking about locking Seattle, minus three. Um, I'm thinking about locking Pittsburgh, plus two and a half. We don't agree on anything, and I'm not making my locks Minnesota and Houston this week. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking about either going Miami or Dallas. Miami or Dallas? Miami against Chicago. With the humidity and then coming off of a bye. It's a tough week. I don't, you're fucked. So or don't worry Dallas. About it. You are screwed. Yeah, so I'll figure this out off air. You're not getting it on the podcast. All right. It's tough. I don't I mean, picking five teams are guaranteed to lose is tough. You know what time it is, Lefko? Uh, it's time for Sims to run and catch a train. Uh, just about. It is. There's one I thing mean, I'm to going do. to have to run. It's You guys are going to make me run every week. Like, I'm going to break a sweat now running to the train. We'll set you up with Joe. You can have a meeting. Yeah, great.
It's time for Guaranteed to Lose. First up, Sims. First up is Chris is going to lose and lose his job at NBC because he'll be late again on a Thursday. So Sims is guaranteed to lose. First one, the Rosen one. The Rosen one will be laying on his back more than rising in this one. Sorry, Arizona. Your team stinks and you're on the road against the Minnesota Vikings, who I think have finally found themselves. Another rookie quarterback named Josh. Oh, hey, if your name's Josh, you're on a team that stinks. And Josh Allen, your team, your offense stinks, I shall say. There's just not enough help against this Houston Texans team. You're on the road. You came off a win last week of the Buffalo Bills. That was a miracle. No way you do it two weeks in a row. There could be snow falling and this team likely will too. Whoa, this is a tough one, but I gotta go Denver Broncos. You're gonna lose. You know why? Because the Rams are better. That's all I got for you there. The Rams are the best team in football and Denver finds a way to Screw that game up. Thank wow. you very much. Uh, another team guaranteed to lose the team I almost lost. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Cowboys. You are going to lose because a rope ain't going to get it done against a wild Jaguar. They're going to be pissed off. Their defense is certainly going to be pissed off. And that Dallas offense is one-dimensional. It'll be a close one, but the Jags got too many studs for me. And the last one, the battle between his best friend and his favorite quarterback. Oh, it's a tough one, and my best friend's a hell of a coach but damn, he ain't going to win the football game. He's just going to keep it real close because it's all Aaron Rodgers and he'll find magic somehow, some way. Sorry, 49er fans. And that was guaranteed to lose. Again, make sure you go to Costco where you can get $17 off barbecue baby back ribs. All right, Sims, get out of here. We'll wrap it up without you. All right, that's it, guys. You've been awesome. Thank you so much. Again, check out YouTube, Sims and Lefko Show. We got Tariq Cohen with a bar mitzvah, a bear mitzvah. Me and Sims showed our true colors. I was an Eagles fan. He was a Giants fan. Good luck to the birds tonight. Giants fans are losers. You shouldn't hang out with them. Four Sims. <laughs> Peace out, homies. Four Fendrick. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. And the L-E-F-K-O-E Man. says, Sims, good luck on this trade. Yeah, Peace thanks. out, guys. Thanks. thanks a lot.